All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, it could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, and the people who get our attention and convince persuade or influence us, they're not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. And I'm gonna share their stories here so that we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, um, this is super awesome today. Uh, I have a guest uh, who, you know what, I've never met in person. Uh, we've, uh, it's just the power of connections and human connections or the, you know, what this is all about. Um, but I've met her through a, 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 um, the first person on this podcast, yeah. Tabitha Gavinaugh. Um, man, uh, this person, she is a entrepreneur. She is a co-owner of Tippy Toes Inc. And she'll tell you all about what that is. Uh, she is, I love this title, Trailblazing Mompreneur. Um, so before I called her an entrepreneur, she's a mompreneur. Uh, the first, uh, maybe she coined that term, who knows. She, has, she is my first guest who has ever been on Shark Tank, uh, the, 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 the TV series, and faced uh, Mark Cuban, Damon uh, John, and um, Barbara Corcoran, and uh, Robert Her Herzvec, and um, and uh, <laughs> Mr. O'Leary, uh, and she also hosts uh, an upcoming podcast called uh, the Who Is Your Mama podcast. Uh, this woman is awesome. Please give a round of applause and welcome <laughs> Megan Riley to the podcast. Welcome. What an intro. <laughs> welcome, Megan. Yes. Well, thank uh, you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And thanks for that intro. I'd like to have you just hang out with me all the time. Repeat that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I have had other guests say the same thing. So I am available <laughs> um, for a small fee, which is free to go to any conference with you Deal. Um, <laughs> behind and, and introduce you to the stage. Um, it sounds much better. Um, uh, well, it, it, uh, you, all, you, you can't hear this, but it, uh, when, when this is edited, you, you got a nice little drum roll um, in there too. So oh, nice. I love it. Okay. It I'll look forward to the drum roll. Yes. <laughs> all right. So um, Megan, I, I wanted to talk to you for a bunch of different reasons, um, partly because um, you weren't, you didn't grow up a, a, an entrepreneur. Maybe you, you considered yourself that, but, um, you know, it's not, uh, let's say it wasn't your first, um, you know, uh, job out of school or anything like that. Mm. Uh, you were a dietitian, um, before starting this company. Um, so we'll talk about your journey today. So my first question is, is just, I love asking entrepreneurs this, um, because you're, your company is your baby, um, and you started it for a reason. Um, so what um, really drove you, and why do you think the world needs Tippy Toes, uh, the company? Yeah, what a great question. Um, well, and I'm so convicted on my feelings about what we do, and so I love to talk about it. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, so really, um, you know, the truth is, is I, I felt like I – in my bones, like looking back now, of course, I didn't feel it in the moment. But as I grew up, I was always, I was, I'd come home from school and I would take off my uniform and I'd put on business clothes and I would fake run a, you know, I didn't play 
pretend house, I played pretend business. And so I've always, I really did. I, was, I had a company awesome. called Architecture Alley in my dining room and it was very intense business. Um, but it was, I did always love the idea of running a company and building something. Um, and so I, you know, I went to school to be a dietitian because really I felt like that was just logical. Like I'm always going to need to know about nutrition and health. And, you know, that's always going to be something that's going to be helpful. So if I'm going to go learn something for four years in school, then it might as well be something that I will definitely value, you know, my whole life. So, um, and I, I liked nutrition and health. And so, um, you know, that was kind of where I, I started, but I quickly realized even in school, um, my, my sister, Sarah was a, a few years older than I am and she was in college and she started, um, teaching tippy toes. She started tippy toes as a sophomore in college. And, um, and so a few years later when I went to college and I saw what she was doing, I was like, oh, well, that's, that's fun. I want to do that. And so I started doing it. So all through my college days, I was, you know, teaching to toes dance classes, going to new, you know, cities and starting it, um, teaching dance classes. So it was always kind of a part of who I was. The more I got into dietetics, I also discovered that I loved what I was learning, but I didn't feel like that was my calling, you know, in my life. I loved everything I learned and it brought a whole new tool set to my life as an entrepreneur and my life specifically in tippy toes. And it brought a whole new kind of dynamic um, piece to tippy toes because we could really focus on the value of um, the health and nutrition and exercise that we present in tippy toes. So I knew early on that tippy toes is going to be something that I wanted to explore. I didn't, I can tell you, I didn't know in the early days how impactful I would, that it would be. I didn't know what the power would be of the dance class for little kids and for families. And now I, um, I, it's, it's what I love most is what we have the op opportunity to do. You know, we, so what we do is we go into daycares and preschools and YMCAs and we offer dance classes on site for boys and girls, little ones, like 18 months up to the age of 12. And so, you know, you're being invited into these families' lives and they're giving you their most precious gifts to impart something, you know, lessons and um, a new skill. And you're given their precious baby. And so we see that as such an honor and such a, an incredible opportunity. And so we take that very seriously. So we're like super positive, high energy, fun dance class. Um, and, and I've just seen the ripple effect that our classes can um, can bring to families, to kids, to shy little ones that come in who don't talk to us for the first month. And then the mom's like, I've never seen her come out of her shell like this until she came to dance class. You hear that one time and you're like, uh, I'm here for good. I'm here for life. Like to just think of what yeah. impact we can make, you know, um, it, it, it's a driving force for us for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I bet, you know, um, you, you can't even make up some of the moments you've probably experienced as a business owner yeah. in that setting. Like you didn't set out to do that. You, mm -hmm. you knew that like the need was there because, you know, my, I was reading um, uh, the, the, you know, kind of looking at the episode with Shark Tank and, and one of the sharks, I don't know if it was Mr. O'Leary or something, just kind of looked at it as black and white. Like all this is, is a dance class yeah. that anybody can mm -hmm. do. It's a commodity, but you, you know, every great entrepreneur sees a, a unique um, offering or need that they, that they help solve. So I'm, I'm curious kind of what yeah. you thought that difference was in, in what you 
uh, you provide and, and, and kind of why you think those moments happen where, you know, a yeah. child is opening up for the first time that they may yeah. not have already done in a, just another type of dance class? Well, it's a great question because I really feel like this is, this is to the core of why Tippy Toes has been successful and been in business for over 21 years with 35 franchises and now international franchises is because we're teaching dance. We didn't reinvent the wheel. Like people have been dancing for a long time. Little kids have been dancing for a long time. If anybody knows a three-year-old little girl, most of three-year-old little girls at some point twirl around in their living room. At one point, there's probably a moment, even if it's a fleeting moment, little kids, boys and girls love to dance and love to move. So we didn't do anything new, but we did know how to make it um, more than just dance and more than just come. It's not about teaching how to point. It's about giving them confidence. It's about showing them that making new friends and being active is really fun. It's about showing them that they can try really hard at something and see improvement. So it's all the bigger lessons, um, that Mm. really, uh, that's where we spend our time. We, you know, learning how to point at your toe isn't difficult. Now, we're also not trying to say you have to go on to Broadway next week. You know, we're not, we're not competitive. It's recreational. We're very inclusive. Um, and that's where we love because we're talking about little ones. You know, we're talking about kids under the age of 12. Most of our students are under the age of eight. And so what matters there is that you're laying a foundation for them to feel confident and to feel powerful and to feel loved and to feel like someone believes in them and someone wants to see them grow. Um, So that was definitely a line in Shark Tank that's like, what's the big deal? And it's like, well, you come in and watch what we do and you see how we do it. And it's just like everything else. I have had the honor of learning, um, going to visit Chick-fil-A headquarters and um, which Mm. is so cool. And they, they do a lot of amazing things. And one of the things that I learned while I was there was that I believe, um, I believe it's, it's uh, the CEO currently, um, he's in the Kathy family, true. Kathy's son said, you know, it's not about the chicken sandwich. And that's true. Like every good entrepreneur who's built, who's built something knows it's not really about the product. It's about everything surrounding the product. You go to Chick-fil-A because you know, they're always going to be friendly. You know, it's always going to be clean. You know, it's always going to be fast. You're not going because you want the best chicken sandwich in the world. You know, you're going because you know what you're going to get and you know it's going to serve you in that way. So people come to Tippy Toes, not because we're the only one that can teach their their child how to point, but we are the ones that are going to do it in a really fun way, in a way that's going to make their child want to come back, in a way that's going to make their child feel confident. And and those are the types of things that set us apart. Along with other things, of course, I think, I think it's great. Um, We have our own music. So we're very deliberate with everything that's said in our class. Um, We're very G rated. There's no like questionable dance moves for the little (laughs) ones. You know, there's no questionable (laughs) costumes. And that's just the lane we've decided that we feel comfortable in. And we see that need. So, you know, it's not reinventing the wheel ever really in business. Everyone's kind of done something similar before most of the time, but it's about how you deliver it. I, I, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, a couple of those things that you mentioned, you know, it's, it's sometimes we just fall in love with, yeah, you know, kind of our product or our company, um, you know, our brand or our messaging um, and not, and, and what you were talking about is really, I mean, one of the hardest things to do is like convince a, a you know, a child. I mean, yes, they're innocent, but they still get 
you know, upset. I'm sure they, they fail. It's harder to like under, you know, it's harder to, to, to try to convince a, a toddler, you know, who's failed to get back up again, but you're not teaching them, like you said, to point or to dance. You're teaching them, you know, how to, um, have fun and like how to make friends and like mm-hmm. the feelings associated with the actual like you know thing you're teaching and, and whenever you can teach that's where I think you know sales is is teaching in a way because like sure. you're it's um you probably don't have a set way um I imagine like what you were saying there's no set way to teach every child you know dance um because everyone's um, Everyone kind of wants responds. to receive the information differently. Mm-hmm. And that's why our teachers and our franchise owners are so powerful and so important and so wonderful for us because we do, you know, as a franchise, we do give them lesson plans and we give them curriculum. We give them dances written out. They get videos written out. So it's all very much a package here ready to go. But then the most important part and the X factor is that teacher that comes in and that shows them heart and shows them love and shows them friendship and makes it a warm, happy, positive environment, which also comes from their franchise owner who's building this culture within their own community. So that's what I love about franchising and what, um, you know, so much like, I mean, cause you know, Sarah and I technically sell franchises and then our franchise owners technically sell to preschools and daycares to say, Hey, let us come in. And then we sell to take to parents and say, Hey, let enroll your child. So it's really layers of selling like a lot of them. Um, But I don't think of myself in sales at all. I really feel like it's opportunities that I find to be so important in life. And that I believe in so much that I can't wait to tell, I like, when I go to a school with a new franchise owner, I go in with them to sell to a preschool and I'm walking into that preschool thinking to myself, truly, I am so happy that they get to hear about what we can do for their students and for their yeah, families. It is, it is not like I want to check that school off the list and I want, I want to score that, you know, it's really feel. truly like, Oh, I hope we can serve this community because yeah. I've seen the power of it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Kind of, uh, you know, in that same lines, I feel like, um, you know, what you did as a dietitian, um, you know, you're kind of trying to help people change their lives in, in a lot of mm-hmm. respects, you know, trying to, you know, kind of give them information about their diet. Are, are there things, you know, you think that served you well when you're trying to work with someone in that kind of engagement um, that you learn that you probably serve you well in this kind of a service aspect as an entrepreneur? You know what I, what jumps out to me right away is consistency. (laughs) You know, I mean, with, with, you know, the things I did, I learned in school about nutrition and stuff. There's, you know, any dietitian will tell you like, there's no such thing as a diet. Diets are all ridiculous. Like anything that's eliminating anything altogether or adding something altogether, anything like that is not right. It's not, it's not what you want to be doing. And so, you know, I think the, that translates so much into business that it's not like have a really good month and like do things really well. And then you can coast, you know, there's no diet bill. There's no, you know, that whole thing. It's, it's about showing up every single day. It's about doing the right things every single day. It's about, um, you know, making improvements every single day or making just steps forward every day. Um, so I think that to me is, is something that is very true. And really that's true in all parts of life, whether you're marriage, whether you're parenting, you know, it's not, it's everything's about the long game and everything's about doing mm. your best every day. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of think about that. Like, you know, we have a big success or a big win and, you know, it's um, okay. I can kind of, you know, kind yeah. of just, um, you know, not even coast. coast, just like, I don't need to keep 
you know, going or, you know, yeah. I can, I, I'm comfortable and um, no entrepreneur is ever comfortable. I don't no, even you, no. you ask the richest ones in the world, like things can be taken away. Well, and that's yeah. just not in your DNA either of like, uh, I still want to do more or the next or improve it more. And you know, for example, after Shark Tank, like if we would have been like, Oh, we're good. We we've been on Shark Tank, you know, and now we get rerun all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah it's not at all, like, there was no moment of that. You know, there was a moment of, okay, we're, we're going to shift our focus from preparing for being on Shark Tank to, other things, but, um, there's, there's nothing, there's no end really. I mean, you can feel like accomplished and excited and move on, but as an entrepreneur, you're always looking for the next, you know, next thing to jump over next hurdle next. And, and I am thrilled by that. You know, I love that. What do you think, you know, talking and kind of staying on the, the shark tank thing. So, um, what, how did you, how did you, um, you know, approach your, um, uh, you know, your, your sales uh, scenario with them? Like, what did you yeah. want to get across to them? What do you think was the most important things? What do you think attracted, you ended up getting a, an offer actually from Mark Cuban. So congratulations. I yes. mean, you're one of only a few yeah. that have gotten an offer on that. I love the show. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's like a two-parter. So what was your approach, um, you know, to, you know, really um, going in and then, um, why do you think you ultimately um, got the yes and, and um, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. maybe go into that. Yeah. So, you know, we prepared a lot and, and when you get on Shark Tank, they do offer, you know, you work with producers who basically are helping you with your, you know, pitch and kind of helping you fine tune the exact words and, you know, they're producing a television show. So sure. they need to make sure, sure. you know, you have your You're act clean. together. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so we did that, but I will tell you that Sarah and I, my business partner, my sister, Sarah um, and I, we prepared a lot. We studied the sharks. We studied their families. We studied the path. And we were on season two, so we only had one one season to look back at. But oh we studied gosh. those. Yeah, we studied those those entrepreneurs. We studied their businesses. So we didn't go. You know, we went into Shark Tank knowing what they were capable of doing. We've seen them. We saw them rip people to shreds, and we did not want to do that. So we thought we got to go in. We need to know our business, which any entrepreneur should have that down. But you know it's different when cameras are in front of you and you're staring at five sharks, like your mind kind of little starts to play tricks on you a little bit. So we, we prepared a great deal. Um, but you know what I think being in there, um, at the end of the day, they're buying into the people. Like if you've got a great idea, that is important. Very, very important. But if you've got a great idea and you can't sell it or you can't, and when I say sell it, I mean, show them who you are and have them be like, I want to work with you. Um, it, it's not about putting on airs or being something you're not or being who you think they want. It's about being yourself. And that's very, that's Sarah and I don't know how to do anything else. So, you know, I mean, honestly, there's a really good chance a kid's going to walk in during this interview and you're going to see just how real it is. But like, we are just ourselves. And I think they saw us coming in at that point, we were in our late twenties and I think there was probably a judgment passed right away of like, mm, and we had little kids mm, with us, mm, you know? And so the little kids, yep. I think were our secret weapon, side note, for like, <laughs> I start saying, kids with you, they, you know, we, kids, it was like, kids and they, old ladies, they saw. Oh, so true. They, they saw the kids walk in and it was like, you saw the, it went like this to like, oh, like <laughs> here's our money. Yes. We can take a little deep breath. Um, 
but you know, but then it was like, who are you? And that's what they went. And so then yeah. how do you handle, how do you handle the heat in the kitchen? So when they're grilling you, how do you fold? Do you get scared? Do you get defensive? Or do you mm -hmm. say, Hey, mm -hmm. here's my confidence. Here's what we do. And yeah. if you don't like it, that's okay. Yeah. And so that yeah. was, that was, I think what was appealing. Cause really we had Barbara wanting to make a deal and, and Mark essentially making the deal on the show. Now we ended up not it, you know, we're not in partnership with him and we never, we never were, but um, we were had intentions to, um, but we had a good response. Basically Damon was like, this is great. I'm just not going to do it, but you're, you're, you're good. You're on it. Um, and actually Kevin O'Leary made us an offer. It was a terrible offer that we would have been mm -hmm. fools to take. Um, you know, so everybody was in on it, cool. you know, but um, I think it was because they were like, they believed us, you know, and they believed yeah. us because we weren't messing around. We weren't joking. We were being ourselves. Yeah. You know, what uh, are uh, you know, the most important, you know, for people listening to this, um, you know, th this is people that, um, you know, are in professional sales, people that are, you know, maybe in dietitians. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I totally believe that statement. We all have to be ourselves. And, I think deploying that and executing sometimes on that is, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes people, um, you know, can't do, an, uh, it's a lot of work to kind of know who you, you are. Um, mm -hmm. We've had people say, know thyself and things like that. What do you think for you are the most important parts or, uh, of knowing yourself and maybe how, um, you know, how do you, how do you think people should try to know themselves or find yeah. out how to, how, who they are? You know, I think one of the most important things is put your blinders on and quit looking at anybody else <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, oh my I, I think there's something with like in our world and in what's, I love social media. I love that we can share so much of our lives, but I think sometimes when you see the likes go up on someone's and you think I'm going to do that and it's like, no, that's when you lose. Then that's when you lose. The only thing that you can do is be who you are. And that's where no one else can, can beat you. Nobody else can do that. So you know, if you're shy and you love reading books then lean into that, don't try to be something that you're not because people can tell, you know, no people at their core, you know, and maybe they don't know that they can tell, but there's, if, if there's, if there's a hard time for someone to connect, it's because it doesn't feel right. Something's off and it feels off when someone's not being true to themselves. So, you know, I love meeting people. Um, and I love meeting people who are really secure in themselves, regardless of what that means. So I don't, you don't have to be like, we were talking before about how much we both admire Jesse Itzler. Well, Jesse Itzler is an amazing person with this energy. He wraps you like anybody that he opens his mouth and people are just like, talk, like, let me hear your, your energy. You're incredible. But that is him and that's him to his solid core. But you know, there's somebody else out there that offers something totally different and wonderful. And that person might have something that Jesse loves to see or that I love to yeah. see, you know? And so I think in my opinion, it's like, take some time to, to not, to close off everybody else. You know, if you have to get on social media, don't look, don't scroll, do yours and then go away. You know, you don't have to consume everybody else. Cause if you're not able to separate that and be like, good for them, good for them. Good for them. This is how I do it. You know, if you're not able to compartmentalize where you fit, then stop looking at other people because it's, it's senseless and it doesn't get you anything. And the best thing you can do is be yourself. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I feel like you, um, uh, you can waste so much time in, in, um, yeah. looking about, uh, what, you know, uh, building others up. 
yeah. building others up to be, you know, this, this version that they probably don't even think that they are or mm-hmm. believe that they are. And, and you're, you, it's, it's some, you know, um, illusion that you've created about them that I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm guilty of looking at people and, 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 and rightly so. I mean, they've done a lot of things and, but I, I build them up to be, um, you know, people that I don't think I'm worthy of, uh, you know, yeah. connecting with. And when reality, you know, like you just said, um, you know, you never know, there may be something that you have that, that that person might be really interested in that they've never thought of, even though you could have done barely, you know, like maybe you're not on their same level, like with a follower, Mm -hmm. you know, followers or same level on speaking engagements or work or whatever. Um, you know, we all have our own unique value and, um, so important to kind of think about it and remember it. Right. And if we're all trying to be like something else, then it's like, then where is the, you know, where's the originality and where is the uniqueness? And, you know, there's, there's just something that there's so many people in the world. There's so many needs in the world. There's so many interests in the world that, you know, there's just so much more, there's so much more to it than likes and followers. And, um, and I think it just leads to sadness. If that, if you're chasing, you're kind of chasing a ghost, you know, if you're chasing these followers and the likes and it just doesn't really lead anywhere. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be happy and you want to go to bed feeling like, you know, I'm fulfilled or I'm thriving. And, you know, you're never going to get that way if you're chasing a ghost and chasing, you know, something that you're not. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a, it's a challenge. Like, I think our generation is kind of the ones that's like finding that there's a lot of people looking side, looking to their neighbors, looking behind them, looking in front of them, thinking, oh, where do I slot when that didn't happen? Like, you know, the generation ahead of that didn't really happen as much for them. And now that's where we are. And I think it's our job to like, say the words out loud, like, Hey, I promise you someone that might be like, Oh, look at what she's done. Like you wouldn't want to come to, you wouldn't want to have a child jump on you at seven in the morning and, you know, tell you to go brush your teeth because your breath stinks. And by the way, make me breakfast. And then you have a conference call in 20 minutes. I'll tell you right now, right before this phone call, I'm visiting my family and my daughter, who's young, little, little tiny daughter peed on my dad in the living room. (laughs) Well, you know, that's, you know, like, but you look at me like, Oh, she's got a podcast coming. She's got a business. Isn't it? And it's like, well, yeah, but like, you know, you just never know what's going on. No, it's on the other side of the camera. So right before I was here, I had a handful of towels that had child pee on it. So, you know, you know, you don't know. And so you just have to be yourself. You got to own who you are and just know that's your superpower. And, um, it's really special to, to just embrace that. And it feels so good to not worry so much about other people. Megan Riley, mompreneur and <laughs> pee holder. And he, I mean, and, I've spent a lot of time doing both. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, you know, I, I, uh, I, I love just the, the vibe of, um, you know, kind of like we have all these sides of our personalities. Like we're all like, I, you know, we've, we've said this a lot and it's repetition, but you, you put a different spin on it in that, you know, it's, it's always people first in, in yeah. business. Um, it, and, and business itself is really just a, a bunch of people, um, you know, working towards a mission and, and, um, and, and, you know, a vision. And yes, there's, you know, a lot of times money um, involved in it, but at the, at the core, it's just a bunch of people working towards a mission, trying to yep. serve people like the best ones, if they're not out to just, you know, 
make uh, tons of money and that's it. Um, you know, so um, I, I really respect that. Um, any, you know, advice, um, just kind of like, kind of, as we kind of round this thing out, like, um, I think, um, there's probably a lot of people out there too, that are a really, you know, kind of afraid of, um, you know, having the confidence of what, you know, an entrepreneur might need or having that, um, you know, kind of, uh, just, um, yeah, self-worth um, to, to be able to ask people for investments. Because you're, you're probably having to ask people for investment. You had to on Shark Tank. Yeah. To ask people for, to, to invest a whole lot of money. You know, um, any advice for people that are getting into, you know, entrepreneurship and maybe advice for entrepreneurs in, you know, really um, connecting on a, a really personal human level for someone that's trying to, to you know, um, that you're, yeah. you're needing to invest in your business. Yeah, well, I will. So Shark Tank was the first and probably the last time I'll okay. ever be trying to ask for a big chunk of money because, you know, for me, I, I, it's, we haven't done that with Tippy Toes and, and okay. it's Good. been awesome. And it, nice. yeah, it's felt, it's felt, you know what? It felt true to us back to everything else. Nice. It felt like that's how okay. we kind of operate and that, that awesome. felt good. What we have, what I have done is, um, you know, for my, my podcast that's coming out later this summer, I had to, you know, it's just a, it was a desire of me to, for, for me to start a podcast and I wanted to interview the moms of amazing people. So I thought, okay, so I, but how do I reach these moms? Some of these moms are 80 years old. Like, you know, I don't know that they have Instagram. I don't know. Okay. How am I going to reach okay. these moms? Okay. So I did have to have, I did have to just, I just slid into people's DMs. Let's, yeah. Like no mama ever has. And I said, Hey, Jesse Itzler, I'd love to, you know, it's a much better message than this, but basically I'd love to interview, you know, I'd like to learn what it's like raising amazing people. What did your mom do? Basically, I want to re-engineer, what is what word am I looking for? Reverse engineer. It'll come. I want to reverse engineer how you were, how you became you. Wow. What happened? How, how did that, what were you like as a 10 year old? What did your mom do? What things were important to your mom? And so I, now I sent that message to a lot of people. I sent it to a lot of people and Jesse was one of the early ones that I sent it to. And he replied, I'd love to hear what she has, has to say. And for me, that was a spark. And, but there are a lot of closed doors. I mean, I can give you a list this long of people that I never heard from or that said, that's cute. no. Or, you know, just mainly didn't re reply. Well, I can't really worry about that because I can't, they don't owe me anything. Nobody else owes me anything. What, as an entrepreneur, nobody's here to serve you. Nobody's yes. here to make your dreams come true. That's on you. Mm -hmm. And so I really, once I had this idea in mind, I was like, man, I want to know this. I wanted, I wanted the content that was going to come from this. And so I was really driven in trying to find trying to get the yes, trying to find somebody like, just let me just get started. And then I, and then I thought at first I was like, I really need names and people that know people. And then I thought, you know what? I know this, this girl that I work out with all the time and she's incredible and she's close with her family. And I would love to know how she was raised. And so I pivoted a little bit and started interviewing some people that weren't these huge names. And, and then, then I was like, this is really good. And I really love this. So I was like motivated again, again, nobody owes me anything. So if I want to make it happen, I have to make it happen. And that's, I guess, the message I would give to entrepreneurs. No one's here giving anybody a silver platter. Nobody that you've seen made it, made it because they sat back and directed people around to do things. That's not how entrepreneurs do it. You are in the dirt. 
you are hustling. You are working late hours. I will be working tonight. I've been working most of the day and I'm going to put my kids to bed and I'm going to be working again. I love it. So that's good with me. If you don't love it, then that's a different, that's a different conversation. But for those entrepreneurs that are doing something they really love, just know nobody owes you anything. So it's on you to, to push yourself and you ha it's just about taking action. I had this idea for a while and I stewed with it and I didn't do anything. And then I took action and it's amazing what happens when you take action, 100%. you know, you, you have to, you, but you have to do that first step. And I would say there's probably a time when you're telling yourself you're doing action, but you're not really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, I really, I'm, I, you know, I've looked at, I've looked at these places I can have, where could, who can host my podcast? Who could really help me with my website? It's like, that's research. That's not taking action. That's learning. That's not taking action. So it's about like, putting things in motion. So I would say knowing that like it's on, like as an entrepreneur, it's you, it, you are the one that has to make it happen. And two, you've got to take, you've got to actually make the, take the steps, take action, move forward, put one foot in front of the other. And you don't have to know what's going to happen in the end. You just have to take the next step. Um, how I started my podcast was um, my mantra this year was um, think and execute. And uh, I realized I was yes. doing too much of the first and not the second. <laughs> and so I needed to reverse that and just say execute and think Yeah, uh, because I stood on it, like you said, six months or, you know, mm -hmm. a long time. And mm -hmm. um, I could just record episodes like non-edited, like on zoom mm -hmm. by myself. I didn't even need people. Like I could just record yeah. like, myself and just get used to that. And then I could just record me and my friends like the first couple episodes, like it didn't have to be perfect. And right. maybe I wouldn't release some, but like, if you're not doing that, like, and keeping it fun, like just focusing yeah. on what's fun, not things that you like, you know, that are truly fun. Like there's, it's yeah. really like direct. If, if you're not, if, if, if it's not fun for you, it's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to do it. Totally. If I didn't, if I was doing this, cause I just said, I have to start a podcast. Like somebody yes. gave me from the group, one of the best pieces of advice. Um, they said, okay, you want to start a podcast? Would you want to still do it? Would you love doing, would you still have fun doing it? If no one was listening, uh, not a yeah. single person was listening. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, if yeah. I got to talk yeah. to people about this stuff, I mm -hmm. would. Okay. Then do it. You know? Then that's it. That's your answer. I love that. And I feel the exact same way it is. And it's a gift. And because honestly, if you don't, then it's not for you. Cause it, it takes, it takes the grind, you know, like yeah. I know that you, you haven't just like worked a couple hours a day on, on this podcast to get it. You thought about the logo. You thought about yeah. the colors. Oh, you thought oh, about oh, where you oh want it to God. be the hosting. Yeah. Is this the way you want to do the hosting? What microphone should I have? Do I need to have a pop screen? Do I need to have like all the things? I still do. I still do. Yeah. But you know, I'm yeah. doing it less, but um, yeah, but, but it's a joy, you know, like, is, yeah, and that's yeah, when you know you're in the right spot. And if, and if it's miserable, then you know, you're not in the right spot. And I mean, do I always love having work to do at 11 o'clock? You know, I mean, sometimes maybe I want to chill, but like, honestly, there's a real part of me that's like, I would rather do this than, you know, catch up on a show. You know, I yeah. really, I really yeah. love it. Um, and I think mm -hmm. sometimes back to kind of, you know, being true to yourself is like being self-aware that if you know that you love it, or you know you don't love it. Like, listen to that. You know, let that be your guide. Let your let your own internal little messages be a guide for you. I love it. I love it. Um, I could talk with Megan <laughs> for all afternoon, but she's an entrepreneur, so she probably has a schedule. So the last thing I'm going to ask you is something fun. Um, 
you know, that um, maybe people don't know about you that they wouldn't have seen anywhere about you. Mm. So it's just, an, you know, it's not going to be too, you know, you, yeah. can, you can answer this however you want. But I think um, great, because this is all about the person, the, the great human, that we're all unique human beings. And so it's just, um, you know, what's one thing or something, you know, something that could only or would only happen in your life to Megan Riley? What's something that just, that's something that could only happen to you or would only happen in your life, you know, that makes you kind of unique, something maybe oh, really wow. odd about you. Yeah, that is a really good, that is very good question. Because at first I was like, oh, I can tell a fun random story. But then I'm like, that would only happen to me. Well, let's see. I can tell you that um, I'm, I'm going two ways. One is a very simple little thing. Like I get dill pickles for birthday gifts because, and I have my whole life because I love dill pickles. And apparently I talk about it a lot and I get like jars of pickles. I have many birthdays. Really? In my Gee, life. thanks. Yeah. So that's something that only happens to me. I don't know anybody else who get jars of pickles for their birthday. That is. Okay. Um, but for some reason in my life, things always happen in like clumps. So, um, you know, for example, we, we moved across country. I was nine, I was nine months pregnant. My mm -hmm. husband started a new job and, mm -hmm. um, and a hurricane hit our, literally hit our house right before we moved. Damn. And that was one of those moments where I was like, what is going on? But it was also one of those things that you think when you go through, like truly that happened in like a week time we were leaving. I was nine months pregnant with my third mm -hmm. child and we were moving from Florida to Texas and hurricane Matthew hit our town and our house was under contract. So it was just like, so crazy. What? Yeah. Um, and we had no idea where we were moving. Like we didn't have a, our home home that we we're going to move into. And, but you know, those moments, not to always bring it back, but like, you know, you, everybody goes through fire and my fire honestly, isn't anything compared to what a lot of other people's fire has been, but you know, you can't, you, you can't sit it and be like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? This is terrible. This, I can't like, you know, you, you yeah. get wrapped up in that and you're dead in the water. You know, you're just like, all right, one foot That's in front of the other, load up the truck, <laughs> here we go. You know, so things always seem to happen. I got, I found out I was pregnant and the next day I ran my first marathon. Like it's always, awesome. it's, you know, so I just have these, it's something about things happen in, in little groupings for me um, in my life that are, those are all things that I don't ever talk about or that are weird, but that have been, they've, they've shaped who I am, I think in a way, because once things start, you know, kind of going awry, I'm like, all right, here we go. Get ready. It's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy ride for a little bit, but you always get through it. You know, you, you move on and you find the humor and you find positivity and you keep rolling. Pickles, hurricanes and, and pee and, <laughs> and dance. I am and a here great to smile. serve. What can I say? And a great smile. <laughs> um megan thank you megan riley you are <laughs> such a joy to talk to um where can people find yeah, you and connect you. with you the, the great human that you are where can yeah, people find well, you thank online? you <laughs> thank you so much i first of all i really this was super fun and e you're very easy to talk with and i i think this um you know this whole topic is just could never be talked about enough and there's so many different angles to come at it so i think you're really serving a really great need here um i am all over usually megan at megan l riley it's r-e-i-l-l-y um so i'm on you know instagram linkedin facebook tiktok you know just kind of all the spots. Okay. Um, and then my podcast is who is your mama pod. Um, and I've got a little account on Instagram that hopefully will be, um, up and running here later this summer. 
you have one of the best names of a podcast i think of uh, of all time and um now you, you, you you're you're gonna have another tiktok follower at least one uh, yay <laughs> that's awesome well i'm i i know like zero of my followers i don't i think they're okay. all like you know 11 Eight. year old girls but <laughs> good you know whatever i'm having fun playing along so it's awesome cool. megan yeah. riley thank you so much for for jumping thank on the you. podcast this was awesome thanks for the opportunity all right all right have a great day you too Hey gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right, see you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.